Have you ever been in that place, you know, you come home from work and the house is a mess and you almost don't want to be there and you're yelling at the kids and you're yelling at your spouse because your environment's a mess, but it's like your inside is a mess and your emotions are a mess and nobody likes to live like that. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 66. And in today's show, Verlinda interviews Fly Lady about housekeeping for newlyweds and. And not so newly. Yeah, those that have been married a while. Yeah. So here's why we address this. Number one, and this is going to come across as stereotypical. Okay, so I'll say it. Okay. This is a major stressor for young wives. Right. And part of establishing a new household is agreeing on who does what. Yeah. Like we talk about role division. I think it's episode 56. Yeah. And uh, that's where we take care of that. Yeah. But this is about now you've role divided. How are you going to do what you got to do? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like that segue, hey? Yeah. Okay. So there's some research here. We're going to cover that off because we're making a case for this. And then we're going to jump straight into this interview, which is a longer episode. Yeah. But you're going to like so it. so worth it. Yep. The research points out that wives are more sensitive to the home environment. Yeah. They are. And I'm not going to get into gender issues. I'm just going to take it for what it says. Okay. Okay. Because that would be a whole different discussion. So a study by Saxby in 2010 found that wives who described their homes as more restorative, as in they enjoyed their home environment, they had lower stress levels and less depressed mood across the day. Yeah. So there's a correlation. Conversely, wives who described their homes as more stressful had indicators through cortisol levels, which is a stress hormone in the blood. Mm -hmm. They had indicators of chronic stress. And those indicators are typically associated with adverse health outcomes over the long term. Yeah. And for husbands, it was pretty much a null result. So the conclusion that the researchers came to is that wives feel more responsibility for the home environment. And as I said, let's park the gender issues for a moment and look at the next article that brings this into our subject area of marriage. Okay. So when the researchers in the previous study measured wives, there's the same researchers, different study, measured wives who had more stressful homes, they found what is called a flatter slope of diurnal cortisol. And in English, that says... Well, they measure the stress hormone in your blood. Yeah. And, you know, I think we talked about this in episode 38 where we interviewed Sean Stevenson about sleep. Oh, okay. And to be honest, I can't remember how this goes, but either your cortisol spikes in the morning and tapers off during the day or else it it slowly climbs. No, it spikes and then tapers off. Spikes and then tapers off. Okay. And that's why you can sleep again at night. Okay. So with wives with more stressful homes, instead of it spiking, it was just more flat. So it spiked and it stayed there. I don't know if it spiked or if it just stayed flat. Oh, something like that. It wasn't right. Okay. okay? That's the point. It wasn't right. Gotcha. And as I mentioned, that's linked to adverse health outcomes. Yeah. So here's another study involving one of the same researchers who found an association between wives' marital satisfaction and this flatter slope of diurnal cortisol, the graph Mm -hmm. not looking right. Yeah. Now, correlation doesn't imply causation. That's what we say about research. But I think it's reasonable to conclude that if you find your home environment stressful, particularly as a wife, you're likely to have decreased marital satisfaction. Wow. Yes. There's a correlation there. And the converse is true as well, the opposite. So at the end of the day, I have a bias here. And my bias is I'm trying to make the case that taking care of your home 
is another way of taking care of your marriage. And I'm not imposing this on wives. I'm just speaking to spouses. Right. Oh, I think that's so true though. How so? Well, it doesn't matter who takes care of the home necessarily. Yeah. But, but just getting it taken care of. Yeah. Even if you hired it out. Yeah. It yeah. just creates that relaxing atmosphere that you can come home to and just be together in. Yeah. So this is where we want our listeners to take this seriously, figure out what you need to do and how you want to divide the responsibilities up. And again, we covered that in 56, one of our least popular episodes <laughs> I <wonder> why. <laughs> called Housework. Who does the cleaning up? I can't imagine why nobody downloaded that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And for Verlinda and I, we find this to be true. You know, that mess equals stress. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what's interesting is other research we identify that this theme carries over even to parenting. Mm-hmm. And again, findings show that maladaptive parenting styles and child emotionality both increase in cluttered homes. Okay, so what's maladaptive parenting? It's parenting in ways that you're not proud of. Okay. And your child's emotionality, Reacts both those things that. increase in cluttered homes. Okay. And there's, there's a mediating factor though, maternal tenseness. So the more, the more stressed you are about this in particular kind of accentuates this problem. Okay. So the case that we're trying to make here is that creating a home environment that is peaceful, has some sense of serenity and calm is a blessing to your marriage and your family. Yeah. So, which leads us to the interview to ask her this question, how can we help young couples get their homes decluttered and keep them tidy? Keep them peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's quite a long interview. It is. And um, so we've created a bonus that we'd like to email you to help you incorporate these, all these ideas Fly Lady gives into your marriage. And we're offering a full PDF transcript of the interview. We all know that audio is good, but both hearing and seeing sticks in our minds so much better. And, you know, Fly Lady said herself during the interview that she's never laid out all her methods like this in one spot before. So this is something you won't want to miss. To receive the PDF download, simply text the word podcast to 9292SPOUSE. And follow the directions there, and we'll get you set up with that PDF download. And once again, all you need to do is text 9292 and the word spouse on your smartphone and type the word podcast. (laughs) That's way too confusing. (laughs) Uh, I think you got it. So again, it's a longer episode, but Fly Lady gave Verlinda some masterful content here. In fact, you already mentioned that, but she said this is one of her sort of largest downloads of information in one spot. The full picture of her system in one place. So it's a very special interview. We're super thankful to Fly Lady. Her real name is Marla Silly, spelled C-I-L-L-E-Y. Now we're super thankful for her providing such awesome content for our listeners. So Fly Lady, I am so excited to have you on our show today. You've been my role model for many years. And just before I start asking you some questions, I want to give our listeners a bit of my story, as I'm sure many of them will be able to relate. So I came from a home where my mom did everything, and I really didn't have a clue how much my mom did or how everything got done. And so add a couple of years of marriage to that and a new house and a new baby, and I was absolutely overwhelmed. And I can remember, this was in 2002, I can remember standing at the top of my stairs, talking to a friend who was dropping off some work for me to do. And she gave me the wise counsel of check out flylady.net. And I tell you, that moment changed my life. I can remember a short while after that, we had an impromptu supper with some neighbors at our house. And my husband turned to me and said, now this is Fly Lady. So Fly Lady, because you were such a help to me, I want to share your message with our listeners. 
So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, honey, you did all the work. You did it. You took it into your heart and you started doing the things to relieve that overwhelmness in your life because that's what happens to us. We yes. have a baby and things start changing and these poor little girls have been, you know, raised by women who were raised by women who were perfectionists. Yes. And, and that's why your mother never let you do anything or never taught you anything because you couldn't do it the sooner, so she might as well do it herself. Yeah, it could be. Either that or that was her way of showing her love. She just did it. But when you love your child, you don't want them to go out into the world without life skills. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I just want to thank you publicly for being that flame under me to get me going and pointing me in the right direction because then I could move. Sometimes all we need is somebody to tell us what to do. Yes. As much as we rebel against it, we just need somebody to say, go shine your sink, go make your bed, swish and swipe your bathroom. These little things are just going to start to relieve that stress that you have put on yourself because you're not perfect. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to change direction a little bit here. I'm assuming fly ladies, not actually on your birth certificate. So before we get down to the nitty gritty, (laughs) can you tell us a bit of your story on how you got to be fly lady? Well, many years ago, in the early 1990s, I got a divorce. The first things I did after this divorce was I wanted to learn how to fly fish. Okay. So I took lessons, and then I taught other people how to fly fish, and that's kind of how I got my nickname, Fly Lady, is from fly fishing. And if you look real closely at my cartoon character, she has a fly rod in her hand. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's how I got my nickname. Now, how Fly Lady started, how it evolved from fly fishing to, you know, being bossy, (laughs) it it, it sort of took up, you know, in 1999, I woke up on New Year's Day like every other red-blooded female in the world, and they... I was determined to get organized, and I made that New Year's resolution. I'm going to get organized this year, and I sat down trying to figure out, you know, I live in in North Carolina, the southern part of the states, and what we say in the south is whatever you do on New Year's Day, you're going to do every day for the rest of the year. So southern women don't do dishes. They don't do laundry. They do their best to you know, try to be calm, collected, and and relaxed all day. Well, that day I sat down with my card file system that had worked for me for a little while in the past and tried to figure out why I had never been able to be organized. And what came to me that day after sorting these cards and doing everything was that I had never established a habit. Okay. So that's when I sat down and tried to figure out how many habits I was going to try to establish for the month of January. And I realized at that point in time that I was piling on and being mean to myself and then beating myself up because that's what had always happened because I tried to do too much too fast. And I realized I just needed to establish one habit and I picked shining my kitchen sink. So why that one? Why that one? Oh, that's such a good question. Uh, 1996, Robert and I got married, and when he asked me to marry him, he said, you know, I don't need a laundry person. I don't need somebody to clean the house. 
I, I don't need somebody to cook for me. I can do that. And if my, you know, if my arm ain't broken and he okay. said, if it is, okay, I can hire somebody. And I said, okay. So he said, I want you to be my life partner. Hmm. And, you know, that automatically lays all this guilt on me because I wasn't a good housekeeper. I hated to do laundry. You know, I'm a pretty good cook, but I don't cook often. Robert says okay. it's better to have a wife that can cook and doesn't cook often than one that can't cook and cooks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so I, I just felt this major guilt come over me because I was not this great housekeeper. Because he deserved to have a wife that took care of him. He worked long hours as a judge, and, you know, he's since then, he's been retired for six years. So we have a, a lot of, I had to go to work at the office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to get out of his way. So, so the one thing that he wanted, and we've been real honest with each other, uh, I'll never forget him running out into my garden when I was pulling weeds or something. He said, you know, there's something about the washing machine. When you put the laundry detergent in there, please don't put it on top of the agitator and get it all mungy with the powder <laughs> stuff. I've learned that I use liquid now, so that doesn't happen. But you know, he told me that. And then he says, you know, honey, if you keep one side of the sink, in the States we have two double sinks. Yeah. He said, if you'll just keep one side of the sink open, I'll make you coffee. Oh, he made me coffee this morning. He makes me a cup of coffee every morning. It huh. either goes with me to the office or I've got it right here on the table beside me. Yeah. He just needed a way to get a drink of water and and right. keep the sink empty. So I thought, well, if I've got to pick a habit out of these 50 things that I do every day, because when I sorted the cards into daily, weekly, and monthly cards, yeah. it was 50 things. And I thought, well, I'll make the list because I couldn't do that stack of cards. No. And so I'll just make a list. And I thought, well, I could do the list and put them in chronological order. Well, it was too much. It was just, I was overwhelmed before I ever got started. So I just picked one thing. And I knew that keeping that scene clean and shiny would make him happy. Now, when we remodeled our house in 2000, the place I put my kitchen sink was the place we had our very first date. So the kitchen oh. sink is kind of like a symbol of our relationship because that's where we sat at yeah. a car table, and I had cooked for him the very first time. And oh. it's, so it's it's a great symbol for me and our love. So yeah, I think okay. the tiny sink. That's neat, and that habit just. Carry, how did that carry you to where you are today? That was the only habit I practiced for the month of January. But from that habit, the sink, I mean, I don't care if you've got a sink full of dishes. I'm talking to the listener now. If you've got a sink full of dishes and you, you can't even stick your hand down in there because of the mystery water and the stuff floating on top, grab some tongs and let's get the water out of there. Get a bucket and start putting all the dishes in it and set it down on the floor and I want you to scrub that sink, get some cleanser, baking soda, whatever you like to use, and maybe some steel wool. We have SOS pads that have mm-hmm. some cleaner in them in the States. And, and let's scrub that sink. If it's really bad, rinse it really well after you've done all that, and let's put a half a cup of bleach in it. 
if you don't like to use chemicals, let's just, you know, let's put some elbow grease in it and, yep, and yep. into scrubbing a little bit. I had to take a knife to our sink. Robert had built the house in the 70s when he was a bachelor, and we have hard water. And yes. there was crusted lime scale around it and around the faucets, and I ended up with a knife and a chisel getting some of that off. But when I got through, that sink was so pretty. Yes. It looked like a brand-new penny. And it just, it made me smile. And I didn't know how much it was going to bless me until I got up the next morning and I wasn't greeted with that nasty water. Oh, yeah, yeah. It gave me hope. That's great. Okay, we've just kind of gone over how a stressful environment can decrease our marital satisfaction. So I wanted to go into how can we make our homes more pleasant to be in so that we can make our marriages more pleasant to be in. So I think you've just started us off with a shiny sink and shining or sink. What's next? Well, the whole process of flying, is what we call it, yeah. it all, you know, people come to me to get their house in order, but they don't realize that they're going to find out how to love themselves. Okay. And that's what Fly Lady stands for now. It's evolved to finally loving yourself. And I want you to take care of yourself because if, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy in the yeah. house. And if nobody's happy, the marriage suffers, the relationship with the children, everything is just thrown, you know, it's just, it's awful. It's upside down. It's, it's not what we need. So what I, with that shiny sink, the whole kitchen got clean, but my only chore, and I hate those words, my only thing to do was to shine that sink. The countertops got cleaned. Dishwasher got empty because you needed a dirty dish disposal unit, and it just yeah. worked around the kitchen. And when the kitchen's clean, you don't mind cooking. So that relieves that guilt of feeding your child pizza again and your husband, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's all about relieving this guilt. And when mommy and wife is, when we're guiltless, guilt-free, we're happier. Yeah. And that happy reflects on the rest of the home. Yeah. So just being kind to ourselves and just rather than having the whole house have to be licked into shape in one day. Just so your home, did not get, your home did not get messy in a day and it's not going to get clean overnight. But right. we're going to break your home down into zones. We're going to give you simple missions each day so you never have to spring clean again. Mm-hmm. And you're going to establish simple habits. And we're going to string those simple habits into a morning routine, an afternoon routine, and a before-bed routine. Okay. So you mentioned something, which I heard from you quite often, about crisis cleaning. Do you recommend that? No. Just to get it in shape the first time? But if your mother-in-law is coming, yeah. Okay. If you've got to get the house in order, I mean, we're coming up on, you have a big holiday on July 1st? July 1st, yeah. Yeah. Not as big as your July 4th. Yeah, but but yeah, we're coming up on on the first of July and our holidays. And if you've got company coming over, yeah, you really want to have them outside because we all like to be outside for a barbecue, right? But what if it rains? You got to bring them in the house. Washroom. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to have that bathroom clean. You've got to have the house, the main areas of the house presentable. I mean, you can lock your bedroom door and just dare people to go in there. So. Yeah, you you might have to get the ice pick to open the door up uh, to get in there at night to go to bed. But, you know, get your main areas clean. And I recommend crisis cleaning for that. And that is just a simple 
focus. And we have a podcast on our website. If you click down at the very bottom of our website, flylay.net, there's in the fine print at the bottom, there's a radio and click on radio and there are the fly lady tools at the bottom of that next page. Okay. And there's a crisis cleaning podcast and it's, it's an hour. And what it does is it teaches you to go into the kitchen, start in the kitchen because that's the heart of the home, set your timer for 15 minutes. And I can hear your listeners saying, you know, 15 <laughs> minutes isn't enough time. But what I want you to do is stay focused in the kitchen for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then I want you to set the timer for another 15 minutes and go into the living area and do 15 minutes, putting clearing off your flat surfaces, you know, as sidetrack people, we do not need flat surfaces. We need architect's desks that yeah. everything you put on would slide <laughs> off. Yes. And our house would always look neat and do 15 minutes in the living room. And then I want you to do, set the, when that goes off, set the timer one more time for 15 minutes and go spend 15 minutes in the bathroom. And if you don't see staying focused, if you don't see a remarkable difference in the way your home looks after that 45 minutes, then I want you to set the timer one more time for 15 minutes. I want you to sit down, put your feet up, get you some water to drink. And, you know, you got to be dressed to lace up shoes to do this because you're going to be working fast and furious and focused, fast, furious, focused. Because your mother-in-law's coming over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then if you need to do it a second time, go through the four, 15 minutes a second time. But the most important part of this whole hour is the 15 minutes that you rest because you've got company coming. You do not want to be exhausted and look awful. Yeah. And then right before they get in the door, rest for 15 minutes and make sure you look presentable, that your hair is fixed and it's not sticking out like a... <laughs> A rooster and, and just, you know, put yeah. some makeup on and put on some clean clothes. And okay. you're the hostess with the mostess at that point. Yeah. But that's the only time I ever recommend crisis cleaning. Sometimes we need to see a little success and staying focused will do that. It's kind of like shining the sea. Yeah. But it's not a way to live. When you start doing the fly lady system and with a morning afternoon and before bed routine, your house is practically going to be on automatic pilot. Right. It'll never get that to that chaotic state. No, it will never. It will all, your house will always be about 15 minutes away from company ready. Yeah. One time I did an interview with the Chicago Tribune and they just, I live out in the middle of the woods in the mountains of Western North Carolina and they called me up and said, we're in the neighborhood. Oh, and I had to stay on the phone with them till they got to my house. Oh, my. Because that was before we had GPSs. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and I was in my workout clothes, and all I had to do was dust mop my floors, and I was good to go. Wow, that's pretty neat. <laughs> that's a whole, you know, so far from where we start, right, in that overwhelmed, chaotic state. But it's not so far. It's not so far. Because you can have success at this actually doing, instead of thinking about getting your home in order, let's get up and do something about it. And it's just that simple. People don't do it because they think they're doing it wrong. It's so simple. But it's stay focused on the kitchen, living room, the flat surfaces, 
we have a habit for just about everything. And as you build these habits together and form these routines, it's like a dance for your day. And when mm-hmm. you're dancing around the music and having fun cleaning, you know, that's foreign to us because when we were kids, we got punished. We right. had to clean up the bathroom because that was punishment. And when we get grown after we've, you know, spent our adolescence cleaning a nasty bathroom, we don't want to clean another bathroom. <laughs> but we all deserve to have a bathroom that blesses us. Yes. That when you're hugging that ceramic toilet with the stomach virus, it's not grossing you out sicker than you are. That, yeah. I love your saying, you can do anything for 15 minutes. Like that has pushed me and inspired me and got me so much further than I ever would have got. And well, I, have a, I have a timer and if my timer breaks, it's the end of the world. Let me get another timer. <laughs> you don't have a backup? I have several backups. Oh, well, I mean, I have, I have my phone all- and but. They're not the same. No, they're I had not. A testim- I had a testimonial this past week from a lady who, who tried using her phone, and sh- it just wasn't a fly lady timer that says you can do anything for 15 minutes. Yeah. And when we hear ourselves say, I don't have time, you know, we all yeah. do that every day. Yes, yes. We tell our children that. We tell our husband that I don't have time right now. What we're really saying is I don't have time to do it right. Hmm. perfectionism talking. Huh. Do you know what this we happened all, to me just sorry, on, this on, happened to me just this morning. I had a batch of cookies in the oven and I had a minute and thirty four seconds left and I thought, oh, I don't have time for anything. And then your little voice popped in my head and said, Do it now. And so I went and I did my daughter's hair and it was done by the time the timer went off. And I thought I could have stood at the stove for a minute and a half griping because I didn't have time to do anything. But instead I got the next thing off my list and like, it didn't take as long as I thought. Hey, have you seen those videos about the daddy who does the hair with a vacuum cleaner? And yes. it all up in? <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. <laughs> those are creative. I mean, that's all we have to do is let our creative side and our fun side of, you know, beating a timer and trying to get things done. A lot of times I'll put something in the microwave and, and while the microwave's going, that's my timer. Yeah. <laughs> dust mop while the coffee's going, I can feather dust the house. You know, yep. There's so many things that we can do instead of sitting there twiddling our thumbs. And if you want to get really creative, you could do some crunches or some wall Ooh. push-ups while things are happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? So often, for me anyways, it's like, oh, I don't really have time for this. And so I waste it on my phone. You know, I twiddle my thumb on my phone screen. And what a waste of time. I could have got something done. Well, I try to use Facebook and Twitter, even though I use them for business, they're as rewards for that 15 minutes when you get to sit and rest. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So and my phone never rings. The ringer is to, it's for my benefit and I don't like to hear it. Okay. So I, I just had my phone on silent and I check it once okay. an hour. Okay. Yeah, because nothing's that important, right? Because my husband's right here with me, and you know my son can send me a text if he wants to, yeah. or they can call if it's real important. They'll call the house phone, right? So you've just taken control of that area of your life too. Mm-hmm. My daughter-in-law actually puts her phone on no notifications while she's homeschooling. Oh, okay, that's a great feature on an iPhone. You can set up where 
you do don't get any notifications. And I have mine set up from nine at night to nine in the morning to get no notifications. Yeah. But you can also have it where if it was somebody that's, you know, you can pick who whose, can call, get whose call can get through. Yeah. Okay. How do we get onto phones? I'm not sure. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it, we, we're talking about timers. Timer. Oh, there we, we go. Yes. And then yeah. you admitted that you could sit and twiddle. We all can do that. We can all get on our computers and spend hours. Yeah. But we've got to learn to give ourselves rewards and not feel guilty about doing it. And if we've just worked for 45 minutes, we don't feel guilty. Or 15. For that 15. You can do 15 and 15. Okay. Okay. You'll get so much done. But when you hear yourself say, let's get back to this, I don't have time stuff, just, you know what the peace sign is? You hold yep. the peace sign up. Just do two minutes. Oh. You did a minute and a half this morning. Did yep. your daughter's hair. It was done. Yeah. And huh. it was less than two minutes. And it gave you peace. Yeah. Two minutes to peace. Every there time you hear yourself say, I don't have time. That's good. That's behavior modification 101. Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us how, where our listeners can hear more about you and get more of your great content? Because I know it well, will be a huge blessing to them. We have a website, flylady.net. We have a Facebook page, which is, it's The Fly Lady on Facebook. Okay. We have two different types of Twitter accounts. It's The Fly Lady on Twitter, but we also have the plain fly lady, just fly lady on Twitter that does a series of 24 reminders during the day. You know, reboot your laundry, what's for dinner, have you had any water, have you eaten lunch? Yeah. All these things about taking care of you and you can set up these notifications to come to your phone just like you've set them up on your calendar to remind you to do things. This is how I got organized was I had a Palm Pilot back in the day. Yes. And I set up all these daily reminders, and they changed my life. Okay. I didn't have a fly lady. Right, but just following through everything that came up. It's all about taking baby steps. We want to get it all clean at once. We want to spend eight hours and have our house spotless. But guess what? The next day it's going to fall apart if you don't have these routines in place. Yeah, so how do you maintain it then so you're not back in the same chaos? After a week. Psychologists tell us, and you know, you like to look at all these this research. I don't know if anybody's actually done this research, but here's what I've found. Okay. Psychologists tell us it takes 21 days to establish a habit. Well, I think they're telling a story. <laughs> okay. Because 80% of us are perfectionists. Oh, I think 100% of us are perfectionists, but 80% of us are not OCD. We go, we, when we get up to that line and, and we say we have to do it, we don't think we have time, so we back away. The person that is born organized goes overboard and can spend three hours doing the, the grout in their shower. Okay. So we're the same person. We just go about things a little differently. So the born organized person needs to rest, and the sidetracked person needs to get up and do <laughs> something. They're saying, I can't all the time. Right. Now, what we have to do, where was I going with this? I got sidetracked. <laughs> yeah. So how do we maintain so we don't get back in the same chaos? Uh, how, how we maintain is establishing these simple habits one at a time. We practice one habit a month. January, 
our habit is keeping our sink clean and shiny. February is decluttering 15 minutes a day because we have so much clutter in our house. We can't move because we have so much clutter. And when you have a a smaller home, the clutter just closes in on you. We're Mm -hmm. we're holding on to things because we don't think we, we think we might need it one day. And so the March's habit is getting dressed to lace up shoes. Well, I want you to do that in the beginning, but we're really going to practice it in March. Okay. And these are the three habits that you start with, whether it's December or June. It's getting dressed to lace up shoes, keeping your sink clean and shiny, and decluttering 15 minutes a day. Okay. And that just gets you started. That gets you started. April's habit is making your bed every day. Walk, mm-hmm. You know, when you walk back in your bedroom and your bed is made, oh, that's such a wonderful feeling. It is. And, it is such a blessing. And you don't even know you've done it, especially yeah. if you have a, a race with yourself to go to the bathroom. Okay. When you get up in the morning, <laughs> you really need to go to the bathroom. So at night before you, you know, as you turn your bed down, you turn it down in such a way that all you have to do is make a snow angel under the covers, slide out the side and pull the bed spread up. Oh, Okay. And you make it fast and fun. Yep. Then then May's habit is moving, literally moving your body for 15 minutes okay. every day. Set your timer for seven and a half minutes, walk around the house and turn around and go the other direction. <laughs> um, then June, which is the habit we're in this month, is drinking your water. I have two bottles of water right beside me that I've just filled up. I will need to fill them up three times today. And I, okay. I can't. Those scrunchies that you put in your daughter's hair yep, to make yep. a ponytail, I keep six of them on there okay. so that I can see how I roll them up as I've as I've finished one bottle of water. Okay. Then there are, uh, let's see, July is swish and swipe. Now, oh, yeah. we hate nasty bathrooms, and we never clean our own bathroom, which this week we're in the master bedroom bathroom mm-hmm. and closet. So we're going to mm-hmm. declutter some in the closet. We're going to get our bathrooms in pristine order because we deserve that. And yeah. our our beds are going to be made. The room's going to be dusted. It's going to be beautiful. Well, swishing and swiping only takes less than a minute. You get right. up in the morning, you head straight to the bathroom. And while you're in the bathroom, you put your makeup on, you put it away. If you've got too much stuff under your bathroom sink, declutter some of that so you can put a basket with your makeup in it. So mm-hmm. that you you don't walk in the bathroom and you scare yourself. <laughs> yeah. All, it's all about loving yourself. You want to enjoy what you're looking at in that mirror. Then mm-hmm. you wipe down the mirror. You wipe down the counters. Wipe out the sink. You head over to the, the potty. And I keep some baby wipes there yep. that I can wipe down the seat. And if you have little boys, you might have to have some Purex wipes or something to wipe the floor, and we want to teach them how to do it, and we want to teach the little boys how to aim. So you might need a little canister of Cheerios to put in the toilet. So boys love to hit stuff. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they have the great aiming tool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's how we we potty train them. It still works when they're adults, I promise. You still use Cheerios. Yeah, you can still use Cheerios <laughs> because they're colored, you know? Right, yeah. So oh, it's all about making a game out of everything. And yep. it's finding this joy. 
in the simple things, setting the timer, hearing that timer go off and realizing, oh, I get to take a break now. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah, it's all, This is what it's all about. So that's July, swish and swipe. I'll get back on track. August is laundry. Uh, oh, laundry. we hate laundry. <laughs> but if you will do a load a day from start to finish, if you have too many clothes, it's hard because you you want to mess up all the clothes yeah. before you have to do the laundry. And then you're wearing things, the kids are putting on things that are too little. Part of yeah. doing the laundry is weeding out the stuff they can't wear anymore and blessing someone else with it. And quit holding on to clothing for children that haven't even been conceived yet. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's get that clothing out of your house. Your child that you have in front of you needs a room that blesses them with empty drawers and a place to put things when their their cabinets and closets and drawers are all full of clothes that don't fit them anymore, you're pushing your child out of their room. Yeah. So let's clean out a drawer for every person in your home so that you have a place to put their clothing and you're not living out of the laundry basket because you know the minute you start pulling clothes and living out of that laundry basket, that's when the cat's going to get in there and leave you a present. <laughs> and the laundry has to be done over again. Over again, yeah. But if it's in a drawer, that doesn't happen. It's got a place okay. to put away. Yeah. Uh, September's habit is real simple. It's practicing your before-bed routine. That is the most important routine of the day. Because with that before-bed routine, it gets you jump-started for the next day. You mm-hmm. pick out your clothes the night before so that they're late. I, I have mine on a hanger on my bathroom door. And okay. you can get these hooks to go over your door and yep. you can put you can put all your weeks of clothes on, you know, a hanger for each one. Some people like to take a note card and put a hole in it and mark Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So mm-hmm. All the clothes, you're doing the whole outfit together. Put it back together instead of piles of shirts and piles of pants. Okay. Put the whole outfit together for the kids. Do it for all the way down to socks and hair bows. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. there's nothing worse than hunting for a pair of socks. Yes. When the boss is sitting in the driveway. Yes. Yeah. So let's put the whole outfit together so that we we don't have to search for anything. Uh, we sell a closet organizer that is just like a sweater organizer, but it's got the days of the week on it. They can go in your children's closet and have their whole outfits together. Okay. It makes it so easy. So doing a load of laundry a day and processing it start to finish, and then as part of your before-bed routine, you know, taking the dirty clothes off and sorting them so that you can wash them. Yep. And guess what? Nowadays, you really don't have to watch colors. They don't bleed as much. There's actually detergent that keeps things from bleeding. Right. So you could do all of one kid's laundry on one day. Oh, okay. Yeah. And put them all, I'll put the whole outfits back together. It, hmm. it saves you from having to think. Then when we, we do our before bed routine, it's so easy to pick out our clothes for the next day. Check your calendar. If you don't have a calendar that's big enough for you to put your menu plan and that sort of thing on it, Get one off my website. They're amazing. It's huge. Yep. And there's plenty of room for everything. And then 
that before bed routine, you check the weather. Uh, you live in Canada. You have to check the weather. Yep. <laughs> you know, it's going to get sub-zero or, it's you know, you're going to have the flies bothering you. You got to know what you got to have, you know? Yep, yep. So that before bed routine is so important to know that, say, you have a doctor's appointment at 8 o'clock in the morning. Well, you get up at 6 o'clock or 6.30 and you forget about the doctor's appointment. Take a dry erase marker and mark, write it on your mirror, right in the middle of your bathroom mirror. Oh. So that you can remember yeah. that you've got something you've got to do first thing this morning. Or I don't like early morning appointments ever. No. I like <laughs> 2 o'clock appointments. So yeah. that I understand how my mind works. There's things I want to get done in the morning and getting out of the house is not one of them. Yep. Then let's see. We're September. October is October is paper clutter. Boy, do we uh, love paper. Yeah. Why do we love paper? Paper. We're scared to let go of it. It's our perfectionism. Oh. Okay. We're scared somebody's going to get our identity, so we hold on to this paper. Well, you know, nowadays people are building these fire pits in their backyards. Yep. They're building nice little ways to build this evening campfire so they can get out there and play. What a great way to get rid of um, that stuff that you're afraid of. Mm -hmm. That someone might steal out of the trash. And if you haven't, this is the only appliance I ever tell a husband that he has permission to buy for his wife. It's an industrial shredder. Okay. Only appliance with the cord. You know, you don't give electrical things to women. No, no. For, for presents. But this is the one gift that you could give her that would make her life so much easier is a shredder. And kids love to shred stuff. You kind of have to watch them, but they love yeah. to put that stuff in and get it sucked down. And you have to stand over them. But if you'll get a shredder and you'll, things have to earn the right to come into the house. Okay. Keep it in your garage, wherever you park your car, so that you can, or right by the front door, when you walk in the door, you look at the mail and you process it right there because 95% of it is trash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And get rid of it. Now, if you don't mind recycling, but, you know, we get credit card applications all the yeah. time. And yeah. that stuff goes in our fireplace. We just, we just light it off one cool morning in the summer and, you know, it all gets Okay. Eat up with Destroy. a fire. Yeah. So that's, it's just so much better not having to worry about somebody stealing your identity. Okay. And then, then November is menu planning month. Oh, that menu is the best. Menu planning is the only way we save any real money. It's the only oh. disposable, that's where we can get the most bang for our buck is menu planning. And if you will clean out your refrigerator... On Wednesdays, that's our day to clean out a refrigerator so mm-hmm. that you can see what you have in there that needs to be used. Yeah. I, I like to do something, get your crock pot out, and let's just start emptying those little condiment bottles and the different things that you have in the refrigerator. Let's clean out that stuff, put it in, empty it into your crock pot, throw some chicken thighs in there, some chicken legs, and you know, little bits of jelly, barbecue sauce, ketchup, you know, all yeah. kinds of things. And you can have mystery chicken. <laughs> okay. And it works. You've clean- yeah. and, and Other things you can do in the wintertime is make a big pot of soup, cleaning out the stuff in your refrigerator. My grandmother, I remember growing up we, when we had milk cartons, 
and she would clean out a milk carton and, uh, you know, just two tablespoons of butter beans that were left at dinner or, you know, a half a cup of corn, all that stuff would go, it was in the door of her freezer and she would put this in there and at the end of the week, she would have this whole little, instead of throwing it out, she would have this canister, this carton full of frozen veggies that she could just put into her soup. Her soup. Huh. It was her soup mix. Yeah. But it's the process of having a place for it, knowing what you're going to do with it instead of throwing it out. Yeah. And it, it just makes it with cornbread. And uh, I mean, I grew up in the South, so we made biscuits and cornbread. And she would save those and put them into bread wrappers and put them in the freezer. And then when it came time to make Sunday dinner and she would do chicken and dressing and that sort of thing. She yeah. would have everything she needed to do that. They never wasted anything. She grew up in the Depression. She right. raised a family with the Depression just coming out of the Depression. Yeah. And so they saved everything, which it's wonderful. Let's let's cook meals with leftovers so that we can have lunches for tomorrow and yeah. we're not having to go out and waste time ordering sandwiches when we can have you know, leftover casserole or something yeah. wonderful. And people are going to be so jealous of you because you <laughs> planned for these leftovers. The, yeah. the wonderful thing about menu planning is that it takes the worry, this, the stress off of your life because I send out a reminder that says, what's for dinner at 10 o'clock in the morning? You can set it up on your phone to remind yourself what's for dinner every single day. Mm-hmm. And Utilize the technology we have. It's so wonderful. In 15 minutes, you can set up so many reminders that will keep you from forgetting and standing in front of the refrigerator at 6 o'clock at night thinking, what am I going to cook? Yeah. But if you've looked at your schedule for the next week, if you start on Wednesday planning these menus, and if you've never menu planned, just start keeping a diary on your calendar of what you cook. Every day. Or Mm -hmm. what you order and it comes in. Because you can make homemade pizzas just as easily as you can buy them. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of having the food in the house. And if you plan for it, you'll purchase it. And if it's in the house, you can cook it without any problem. Right, yeah. So that's November. And December, We in October, we start are cruising through the holidays, which is a fun way oh, yep. to get everything done for the holidays by December 1st. So when December 1st rolls around, I want you to spend the month playing with your children or with your grandchildren or you know, just having fun with yourself, going to the Christmas things that you like to do and not being stressed out, you know, wrapping presents in the car on the, on the way grandmama's house you know yeah yeah i've I've actually done that in a little miata tiny car and it's not fun no so when we get the holidays taken care of we have a free holiday control journal that's downloadable it's you know it's just there for you to help guide you through this process and our goal is to be through the day after well we call it black friday here by friday after our thanksgiving yeah, your Thanksgiving is in October. Ours is in in November, and we try to be done by that time. 
Okay. And it's just a week prior to December. And that whole month, you're taking care of yourself. You're getting your nails done. You're getting your... This is your Christmas present to you. Yeah. And what a blessing that is. Our our holiday seasons have changed, thanks to you. <laughs> it's It's so much different, isn't it? Yeah. So much more peaceful. Not so stressful and... And when you're peaceful, when you're not having, and you brought this up earlier before we we did the show, when that those cortisol levels drop and the stress, the adrenaline running through, I mean, we've been living off of adrenaline most of our lives. Yeah. And we don't know the havoc that it's playing with our immune system. I believe with all my heart, if I can slow people down, and get rid of the pressure that they put on themselves from perfectionism that we can cure the autoimmune diseases in our lives. Okay. Just by slowing down and taking care of ourselves. Getting rid of that adrenaline, that stress that level. Stress. Yep. I'm, I mean, God gave me, I'm allergic to my own adrenaline. Oh, wow. I don't metabolize it well. So okay. if I get in too big of a tizzy, I will pass out. Wow. And I think I was given that to help me to realize that the stress that I put on myself, and and this happened to me one time. My gynecologist and my physician's assistant, we were in a book group, and they were coming to my house, and I was rushing around in a tizzy like a chicken with its head cut off. Mm -hmm. And I I get out to, we have a screened-in place for Robert to go hide from me being on the phone. <laughs> it's, it's a 12 by 12 screened in, we call it the tree house. Okay. And there's room in there for people to sit around and we were going to have book group out there. And I walk out there with the wine glasses and a bottle of wine and I set the tray down and my doctor is sitting right here and I grabbed his hand and I said, I'm going down. And I had gotten in a tizzy with adrenaline, and I ended up, I, I can tell when I'm getting ready to faint, and I just, I sat down on the floor, I laid back, they put my feet up in the air, and I blacked out. And the next thing I know, somebody's taking my pulse on one hand, my husband's got my other hand, and my the physician's assistant that I see all the time, he's got my ankles up in the air taking my pulse in my <laughs> Oh, my dear. And it's all because I put too much stress on myself. Okay, okay. And when we can relieve that intravenous feed of adrenaline. Now, when we need adrenaline, by golly, we need it. When we yep. need to pick the car up off the baby, we can do it. Yeah. But when we're depleting that adrenaline on a daily basis, it's not there when we really need it. Okay. And when we can calm ourselves, we're going to release that stress. Yeah. And, and what just... Slow and steady is all I want you to do. Slow and steady. Yeah. And if you relieve that stress on yourself, what a difference that makes in your marriage. Oh. And who your husband's coming home to and who you're, if you have children, who your children are trying to cope with. I mean, when you treat your husband as if they're a child in the family, you are doing such a disservice to your marriage. Yeah. And when we don't get enough sleep at night... We know what happens when our babies don't get their sleep and don't get their nap. Yeah. What happens to us? We're just as bad. Yeah. Our mouths can be wicked. Yeah. And we have got to start going to bed at a decent hour, 
And, you know, I'm I'm talking to myself, too, because I just get going about midnight. <laughs> oh, my dear. Okay. <laughs> but I get to sleep till 9 in the morning, too. Okay. So, so uh, it's not like I have to be at the office. I, right. I don't... I don't. Ha- I have. We have three dogs and two cats, and I okay. wear earplugs at night, so they don't keep me up. They they get my husband up, but I, they don't keep me up. I get my eight to nine hours every night. Okay. And and I am raring to go first thing in the morning. Yeah. But if you're only getting five hours worth of sleep, it's going to catch up with you. Yeah, for sure. You're going to get a bad headache. You're going to get a sinus infection. All of these things are going to happen because. You're not getting the rest that your body needs to renew. Yeah. Well, that's great. So have I bossed you enough today? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I definitely have my challenges laid out for the rest of the day, I think. (laughs) But I think that's great, you know, just like loving yourself and starting small and establishing that habit. And there's so many great resources on flylady.net of how we can do that and where to go next. And just to give us that kickstart that we need. So thank you so much, Marla, for coming and talking with us and giving our listeners all this great content and great ideas. Well, when the show airs, please tell me how I can let my people know about it because this is a we've done a great service for people today. I, I just feel like we've laid it all out there for them yeah. in a way that I've never done before. Oh, okay. In, okay. in a fun in a fun way, and I would love to share the link with them or how they could listen to it. Okay. Uh, maybe even you know give me how to get to your website and your blog, and I would love to share that. Sure. Do you know what? Like I will email you all of that. I think it'll probably be okay. the easiest thing to do. And oh, I will. Be good. Yeah, and I'll make up show notes and have all your links in that as well. And I'll link. I'll send you the link for that blog post too. That'd so. be great. I think yeah. our listeners will love it, and your listeners, I hope you got something out of it if you hadn't heard about me before. We just want to help you. We want to help you to be the best mommy, the best wife you could possibly be, but we got to get rid of your perfectionism to do that. Right. That's great. Okay, well, thank you again, Fly Lady. You're welcome. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Well, that was an amazing interview, Verlinda. You did great there, and Marla really delivered. Big time. Mm-hmm. Marla, I know you'll be listening to this. So thank you so much for adding such tremendous value to our listeners. Remember to check out flylady.net and also all of the links and resources mentioned in this episode you can find on our website at oif.link slash 66. Finally, remember that you can get the bonus PDF transcript of the entire interview by texting the word podcast to 9292 spells. Just type that right into your phone. No spaces or anything, 9292 spouse. And uh, we'll send you some text backs just with directions. Follow that through and we'll get you a link to that transcript. So that's all for today's episode. If you found it helpful, please leave us a review on iTunes today as this helps us reach and influence more marriages by raising the visibility of our podcast in iTunes and gives us the warm fuzzies too. Thanks and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at OnlyYouForever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. That was an amazing interview, Verlinda. No, I'm supposed to say that, not you. Oh. <laughs> I think we might have a blooper section No, now. no, no, no.
no, 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 no. No, I think that was a good one, don't you? Oh, that was awesome. When you mm-hmm. when you married me, you wavered your right to <laughs> remove things from the blooper section. 